Ciao. I'm Johnny LaPasta, and welcome to my new podcast, What's the Pasta? The podcast where the pasta of the day could be anything and everything, from thoughtful discussions of wellness and spirit to candid conversations about culture and life. All serve with a cup of mindfulness and a side of sass. Ciao, everyone, and welcome back to the What's the Pasta podcast, episode three. Uh, we're just sailing along through 2020, and I'm seasick. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? I'm still richly blessed and highly favored, and I'm making the most of this wild ride of a year. And you know, I have to say, I am actually grateful that the pandemic gave me the time and energy to conceptualize and then produce this podcast so that I can connect and chit-chat with all you hussies. Which, by the way, if you ever hear me call you hussy or collectively hussies, it's a good thing. For me, it's a term of reverence. It's a term of endearment. If I say it, it means I love you. So just know that moving forward. Anyway, what's the pasta of the day? What have we got on the menu of our specials for this podcast? Well, today we're talking about astrology, specifically what I like to call activation astrology. For those of you that know me personally or you follow me on Instagram, you know that I am a big astrology enthusiast. When I'm describing someone, I often speak in terms of astrological signs. When I'm describing a situation or how the day is going, I often reference what planets are in retrograde, which as I record this, both Mercury and Mars are in retrograde. It's some real fuck shit, excuse my language. And I'll often speak in terms of where the moon is in the astrological signs. And I always ask people when I meet them when their birthday is so I can figure out what sign they are. I do my friends' children's natal charts and basically predict their personality as they grow up. And just in general, I put a lot of stock into the pseudoscience that is astrology. Now, I do want to be clear, however, I am not a certified professional astrologer. There are many highly studied and skilled accredited astrologers out there you can hire for readings, lessons, etc. I am simply an enthusiast and an explorer of certain aspects of astrology. I am self-taught and I've done a fair amount of research in certain areas of astrology, enough to have informed conversations about it. So just want to put that out there so that you know where I'm coming from. I'm not a professor, I'm not an expert, but I'm an informed explorer, which is really how I exist in many areas of my life. So that is where I'm coming from. Now, I do want to give a shout out to some of my astrology resources and teachers, the experts that I pull a lot of my information from. The first one is Forever Conscious, which is a fantastic resource for astrology as well as other intuitive arts. Foreverconscious.com and the corresponding social media accounts were founded and are managed by Tanaz. This is really one of my top most utilized resources for astrology. Forever Conscious has short and sweet overviews of astrological events and seasons, as well as some great suggested rituals and practices for working with the energies of the cosmos. The next resource, which has become really popular in the world of astrology, if you follow astrology in any way, you're probably familiar with her to some capacity, Spirit Daughter, which is founded and managed by Jill Winterstein. 
Spirit Daughter has a very informative Instagram and also provides workbooks for every new and full moon as well as each zodiac season. Next, Deborah Silverman of Deborah Silverman Astrology is one of my main girls. She makes a wealth of video content for both Instagram and YouTube, and she breaks down what's happening in the stars, and as she does it, she is absolutely hysterical, while also being hella informative. I love her so much. Then lastly, Ambi Kavanov of Alchemy with Ambi and Soul Astrology is a fabulous intuitive and astrologer. I adore her. Her venture Soul Astrology is a great resource for personalized readings and astrological resources. So if you're interested in exploring astrology further from actual accredited experts, these four girls, that's where I'm telling you to go. And now that you know my level of expertise and who my astrological resources are, let's get to what we're talking about today, which again is astrology activation. Now I know some of you are asking, Johnny, what the hell is astrology activation? Well, I'll tell you, Carol, astrology activation is the process of activating certain parts of your astrological natal chart depending on the situation before you. Now, firstly, a lot of people ask me, what even is a natal chart, right? So let me give you a little bit of an overview. Now, most of us know what our sun sign is. Sometimes it's also referred to as the star sign. It's one of the 12 zodiac signs that each lasts for about a month or so. Aries, Libra, Cancer, Leo, etc., etc. Each of these signs spends about a month in alignment with the sun. And if you were born during that time frame, which again is about a month, you are that zodiac sign. So using myself as an example, I was born between February 19th and March 20th. That's the season of Pisces, and therefore, I am a Pisces, and proudly so. You're going to hear me say that a lot. My sister was born between July 22nd and August 23rd, which is the season of Leo, and therefore, she is a Leo. And by God, she really is. But as some of you may know already, we have more than just our sun signs when it comes to astrology. The moon, the planets, and other cosmic bodies were all also in alignment with one of the 12 zodiac signs at the time of our births. So while my son may be in Pisces, and I may proudly identify as a Pisces, I also have a Virgo moon, I have a Mercury that's in Pisces, I have a Venus that's in Aries, a Mars that's in Gemini, etc., etc., So in astrology, they say that where the sun, the moon, and the planets are placed within the zodiac signs at the time of your birth, all sort of plays a part in informing who you are. So the placements of those astrological bodies in the zodiac, that makes up your natal chart, which is sort of an energetic blueprint for your personality. That is basically what that all means. Now, when it comes to your natal chart, what does the sun mean? What does the moon mean? What does Mercury mean, et cetera, et cetera? Here's a little bit of a brief overview of what those different astrological bodies mean throughout your chart. 
the sun, which we've talked about, is the most prominent aspect of your chart. The sun is really your overall self, your ego, and who you grew up to be. The moon is the second most prominent aspect of your chart. And when I say second, it's really a close second. Like if the sun is like at a 60, the moon is like at a 40. You know what I'm saying? It's also very, very important. And this is your emotional self. It's your hidden self and it's who you were as a child. Then you have the rising sign, also known as the ascendant sign, and this is how you present to the world at first glance. It's your first impression. It's the personality traits that you lead with when you're meeting new people or you're in a group setting, etc., etc. Mercury is your intellectual mind and how you communicate. Venus, this one's pretty easy, is how you love. Mars is how you assert yourself and deal with conflict. Jupiter is your luck and how you grow in your life. Saturn is all about the restrictions and boundaries you may come up against in life. Uranus is how you rebel and find inspiration. Neptune is how you dream and your psyche. And then Pluto is how you experience transformation, power, and rebirth. Now, there are some other aspects to our natal charts, like Chiron and some different stars. But mostly when we're talking about natal charts, we are talking about these previously mentioned cosmic bodies. And when we're talking about astrology activation, we are mostly concerned with the sun, the moon, the rising sign, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. So the first time I heard about this concept of activating parts of your astrological chart was from the previously mentioned Ambi Kavanov. So that's Alchemy with Ambi and Soul Astrology. Again, I absolutely love her. And she was on another podcast. She was on the That's So Retrograde podcast, which I highly recommend. Please check them out. And she was explaining about how you can look at a situation before you and then determine what parts of your chart would best serve you in that situation and then sort of turn that on. And the whole idea, the way she explained it, made so much sense to me. So I started playing around with this and practicing it. And it works, people. It really, really does. Now, I do want to say that she introduced me to the concept, but the term astrology activation, that was not used. That's my own term, patent pending, branded, trademarked. So don't try and come for me, Rick. But seriously, I really believe there is something to astrology activation. Let me provide you with an example. So some of you may remember that in 2019, uh, we could leave our houses and we could have in-person learning and education programs. Remember that? Anyway, my friend Danica and I were the leads of a yoga teacher training program. Uh, we both certify other teachers when we run these programs. And she and I, we were really an amazing team, right? But one area we sometimes struggled in was arbitrary decision-making. She is a Libra and I am a Pisces. And both Libra and Pisces are amazing, wonderful, spectacular, really harmonious signs, but both signs are indecisive as shit. 
And, you know, Libras and Pisces tend to be people pleasers. We don't really want to upset anyone with our decisions. So we just avoid making those decisions and hope someone else makes a decision. And then we adapt and go with the flow so long as everyone's happy. But, you know, when you're the leaders of an education program, you sometimes you've got to call the shots and you just have to make those decisions to move everything forward. And one night we were leading a session together and we could not make a decision about what we wanted to cover for that night's class and basically how we wanted to facilitate the session. And she was like, oh, well, we could do this or that, but really I'm fine with whatever you want. And I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, I, I'm, I'm fine with whatever you want too. And we were just getting nowhere. It's like when you're with a friend and it's, where should we go for dinner? And you go back and forth for 45 minutes, not making a decision about what type of food you want, what restaurant you want to go to until a point where you are absolutely starving. So it was a lot of that. And we were just basically getting nowhere. So I took a second and internally I was like, okay, what energetic resources do I have within my own being that I can call on to help make a goddamn decision and get this show on the road. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I have a Virgo moon and the moon is all about how you feel. It's about your emotions. It's your hidden self, right? And Virgo is typically a very decisive, confident, organized sign. So even though as a Pisces, I don't want to make decisions because I don't want to make anyone upset, my inner self, which is Virgo, knows the decision I actually want to make. But my Pisces holds me back from making that decision or saying it. So internally, I'm really just like, this is this is a decision I want, but I don't want to say it. So I hope someone else makes the decision that I want. But if they make a different decision, I'll just go with the flow because at the end of the day, I'm a Pisces. But I realized that my Virgo moon would be the energetic aspect that I have to help us make a decision and proceed forward with that teacher training session. And this is where I practiced astrology activation. And so I stopped and I said aloud just like this activating Virgo moon. And then instantly I was like, all right, this is the lesson plan for tonight. We're doing A from 7.30 to 8.45. We're taking a break from 8.45 to 9. And then we're doing B from 9 to 10. And that's exactly what we did. And it went great. So that, friends, is a prime example of astrology activation, and I practice it regularly. And, you know, when I do it, sometimes I envision a little mini Johnny in the control room of my brain looking out at the world through the windows of my eyes and analyzing the situation before me. And then that little mini Johnny, he presses different buttons that correspond with different parts of my astrological chart. So little mini Johnny, he looks out through the eyes, he sees the situation, and then he presses one button, and you hear in the alien robot voice, activating Cancer rising, or activating Aries Venus, and then that part of my chart turns on, takes over me energetically, and I use that energy to deal with whatever's in front of me. And you know what, people, it really works. And it works best, I'm telling you, if you do the alien robot voice. It's sort of like when you tell Alexa and you say, Alexa, shuffle songs by Britney Spears. And then she goes, shuffling songs by Britney Spears. And sure enough, she does. And so it's that same sort of concept. You turn it on and everything starts working. 
So now it's your turn to start playing around with astrology activation. Now, you first have to have some understanding of the qualities of the zodiac signs and what the sun, the moon, the rising sign, and Mercury, Venus, and Mars all mean. So you have to do a little research and then you're good to go. So I'll give you some examples. Let's say you are a lawyer or a politician and you have to argue a big important case or issue, but typically you're more of a passive, soft-spoken Libra or Cancer, right? I mean, I actually can't imagine a Cancer being a lawyer. If there are any Cancer lawyers listening, DM me. I want to know how that works out. But anyway, point being, maybe your sun sign is more of a passive sign and you're having to face an argument, which is probably uncomfortable for you. But, 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 your Mars, which is the planet of conflict, it's the warrior conflict, how you assert yourself, your Mars is in Aries. And Aries is that fire sign, the sign of the ram that is very direct, is pointed, is sharp, is unrelenting. Well then, all you have to say to yourself is, activating Aries, Mars, and you head into that argument, you slay, and you bring the hammer down. Just banged on the table, I'm sorry. Another example. Let's say you're at a hella uncomfortable dinner party, and there's awkward silence. We have all been there, right? Typically, family gatherings. Uh, but luckily for you, your rising sign, how you present to the outer world, how you exist in group settings is in chit chatty gemini so you just say to yourself activating rising gemini and then you throw a conversation starter you break the ice so rachel have you ever been to italy i love it there best country in the world boom conversation started silence over another example let's say that your friend is very emotional right now and they need a shoulder to cry on, but you are sort of a blunt, emotionally detached Sagittarius with an Aquarius moon. And so that's not really natural or comfortable for you, but you've got a Mercury in Pisces. Mercury is the planet of communication and how you speak, and Pisces is very soft, warm, nurturing. So you say, activating Pisces, Mercury. And then you're like, friend, I'm so sorry for what's going on. Let me be that shoulder for you to cry on and tell me all about how you're feeling. And there you go. Okay, let's think of one last example. What would be a good one? Ooh, let's say you are on a date with a super hot guy, right? And you are ready to transact with him. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you get my drift? And you might be a shy, buttoned-up Virgo, but you've got a Venus in Scorpio. Venus is the planet of passion and of love, and Scorpio is all about intensity and sexual liberation. So, sister, you pull aside. You say, activating Scorpio Venus, and then you move that date from the restaurant to the bar, to the living room, to the bedroom, and you get that task done. Ow! <sighs> That's probably the best example I could offer you. And there you have it, folks. Astrology activation. 
learn about the signs, learn about your chart, analyze the situation, and call on what makes sense. Now, obviously, people, this is not a perfect science. It's not even a life philosophy. It's just an intuitive practice, and it's got some goofiness to it. Try it on. See what happens. It can't hurt, right? Now, I know there's probably a Karen listening, maybe a Lindsay, and uh, they're probably both Capricorns, by the way, and they're saying, this is a bunch of bullshit. It's not real. Johnny, you're lying. Well, okay, Karen. Okay, Lindsay. Well, let me tell you this. I've got a Mars in sharp-tongued Gemini. So, activating Gemini Mars. Uh, Hiya, Karen. Hiya, Lindsay. Bite me. What's good? See? It works. And that's all I have for you today, friends. I hope you enjoyed this concept of astrology activation. And if nothing else, I hope you laughed along the way. And I'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the What's the Pasta podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate it if you would rate and review this episode, as well as subscribe to my channel and share with your friends. Again, I'm your host, Johnny LaPasta. See you next time. Ciao.